Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. We're talking G.I. Joe, a real American hero. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Clifton. So that, that was the first time I've ever actually said the fir- the entire title of G.I. Joe, a real American hero mm. that wasn't singing the song. Right. <laughs> right. It was a good song. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. It's To me, it's one of those things like I, I've always like, since I saw the episode of the toys that made us and they just say the part of like, they had the theme song and they didn't bother to say where they got it from. Like <laughs> right. that part, like stopped me in my tracks. I was like, what? Why wouldn't you spotlight that? I mean, maybe they just cared about the toys, but I, I wanted to know where in the world they got, who wrote that song. Mm-hmm. Right. And who's singing it? Cause man, they're singing it with like everything they got in play, right. <laughs> you know? And then of course the GI Joe is the cool day. That whole thing. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. the voiceover bit, mm-hmm. the part again, the, the the one of those great intros that tells you all you need to know about the show. Yeah, it's great. We'll get into well, it. Yeah. We'll yeah. get into it because the intros, the intros are awesome, and there's uh, numbers of them that are actually yes. like, really, really cool. They're done well. Um, so, uh, Clifton, this was this was your idea here. Come up with this. GI Joe's got a couple of anniversaries going on this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're looking at the. Um, 40th anniversary of the real American hero iteration of the franchise in general. So the, the comics and the toys were released in 1982. Mm-hmm. And then we're looking at the 35th anniversary of the animated G.I. Joe, the movie. Ah. Yay. <laughs> so we will, we'll close out on G.I. Joe, the movie, and we'll just sort of like kind of go broadly over toys in the animated series and, um, the comics and, and anywhere else that we've encountered G.I. Joe. But uh, so but let's start with that. So where did you guys first encounter G.I. Joe? I like to start off with that. What's our G.I. Joe origin? Frank, you and I talk G.I. Joe like daily. So let's we start do. with you. We did. <laughs> we have for certain. Uh, I would say it was probably um, the 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 I'm trying to think which came first for me. Was it the. I think it was the animated commercials. I think now granted, I mean, I knew of, I knew of the doll from the sixties, but we're not talking about that one. We're talking about the, the, the three and three quarter, right? Those, those yep. figures. Yeah. So for me, it was uh, a friend of mine had, um, I think it was breaker and maybe the motorcycle that had the Gatling gun instead of a sidecar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And that one, that was, you know, I mean, it's hard not to sell you on that. Right. Um, you know, it's, 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 you know, sidecars are lame, you know, having a, have a sidecar that is a, is a Gatling gun is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So that I think sold me on it. And then I remember seeing the commercials that for the, you know, I was into comic books anyway. Right. I was not really into, I was not really into quote unquote war comics. I knew characters, but I wasn't really, they were never my thing, but this was different because it felt like, yeah, it was war stuff, but it was also like, you know, they fought Cobra who was sort of, I mean, it had a feel of like. I don't know. I mean, it had super villain, you know, kind of uh, connotations to them. I mean, like they all like wore masks or wore, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, hood, or they wore like a really cool silver fit. You know, everybody had a gimmick. That was my thing. I think I liked mm-hmm. about it. But if I remember it correctly, I, I my friend had those figures, and then like I said, the commercials for the the Marvel comics. Right. You know, find out more in Marvel comics. That whole yeah, thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, that was which was like I was already going to the to the grocery store or wherever I could get comics at that point anyway. But I was like, okay, GI Joe, and then they had the um the five part kickoff for it, right? Where I was like, once I got that, I was like, I'm all in. So that's what that was for me. Uh, the mass device. 
Oh, yes. yeah. The mass device. The fabled five-part yeah. <laughs> pilot. Yeah. Nope. Although G.I. Joe had three of them before yeah, it they actually did. got mm-hmm. to its regular oh, season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It had three five-part pilots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was okay. that that was where I was I remember that was like once that happened, it was like full pedal the metal, you know, it's on. I gotta get everything. So So pretty early. So you were there right from the I mean, you, you said breaker. That's pretty darn early. That yeah, he's oh, like yeah. wave one, I think. Yeah, I mean, wave I, one, I mean maybe wave two. I mean, I remember like I remember vividly getting Scarlet and it was a Scarlet that didn't have the swivel arms, the elbows, it was just straight arm Scarlet. Like I had uh-huh. that for the longest time. So yeah, oh yeah, I was there pretty early on it, but I didn't. I didn't. That, but the thing I will say this, you know, early on with the like Cobra, Cobra seemed to have a better. They had a better grasp on the idea, and when I say they, I mean Larry Hama had a good idea mm-hmm. about where they wanted like the villains to be a little more over the top and have gimmicks, and then all of a sudden they realized, well, why can't the Joes do that too? Mm-hmm. Not that the early yeah. ones didn't, but it was definitely like you know this person's infantry, this person's um, you know this breaker and uh, uh, bazooka, Is bazooka in that one. Who's in the first? I'm trying to think. Who's in that first wave? with Scarlet and Breaker. The and- first wave, I, I I remember, and I can get into it a little bit more in my origin story. But I remember the early ones, with the exception of like Snake Eyes mm-hmm. and Scarlet, and a couple of like it was a, it was a lot of green jumpsuits. Right. It was a lot exactly. of just green jumpsuits. It yeah, was, it was a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of guys in olive drab with different weapons, mm-hmm. and it was like that's cool. But you know, how is this different than like say, I don't know. Action Force or whatever else they had at Kmart that was pretty much generic yeah. and knockoff. I mean, the the file cards were always cool. I always love hearing the background, the stories, and and the minutia of like where they went to school and what their expertise was. But um, I liked all that stuff. That stuff's great. But at the same time, it's not. It's there's a real difference between you know shipwreck and, and breaker, right? I mean, shipwreck's got yeah. you know like a different a different vibe to him than than the others. But yeah, I, that was my thought. So, I, what about everybody else? What did everyone else find? discovered gi joe mine was probably mass device the okay the first of the the first of their pilot sets that came out their right like annual mini series before mm-hmm. they started a regular running animated series and i mean i remember that might have I, I might not remember it i might have been aware of the toys before that but i can't remember for sure uh, but the, the one I have distinct memories about is like being at home after school on mm-hmm. a on a Monday and like looking for my regular show and my regular show, whatever it was, wasn't on. And it was this, you know, soldiers and lasers and mountains and exotic locations. And mm-hmm. and I was just blown away by it when I was a kid. Right. And so then I was like every day I had to be home to watch the next part of this thing and talk about it at the playground on recess. I remember it taking the the playground by storm where yeah, everyone's yeah. like, did you see it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Those, those are the, those are my earliest memories. Yeah. They're battling on the top of the world. Yeah. That was what I remember was like, someone was like, do you see they're on the, they're, they're fighting on the top of the world. They're, I was like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, they were absolutely. They were. <laughs> yes. What about you, Tommy? Oh, for me. Oh, those beautiful comic book commercials. Oh my gosh. I wish they do that now with comic books. Yeah. I yeah. loved it because, <laughs> What they did when they introduced, and this is between watching other cartoons, all of a sudden you would be thrust with an action sequence between G.I. Joe and Cobra. You're like, what's going to happen? And it would make (laughs) you so invested for a good 90 seconds. And then they ended with, find out in G.I. Joe comics. (laughs) And and, and (laughs) then they spin the cover in your face to show you that all you got to do is pick up the comic and Mm -hmm. sold because that's what I did. 
I picked up the comic, <laughs> which led to the toys, which led to the cartoon. Right. And I'm just like Clifton, but I jumped on it with the mass device. Yeah. I saw mm-hmm. the mass device, pyramid of what? Doom? No, no, Doom no. Darkness. No, darkness. pyramid of darkness. That's the third one. That's yeah. the third one. Yeah. The second one was the weather dominator, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was the revenge of Cobra. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that's how it spread. Comics, toys, shows. Loved it. Okay. In that order. Yeah. Yes. You guys are bringing up stuff. I, I was not aware that the comics had com- had commercials. Ooh. Oh, it was brilliant. Um, it was so nice. Oh, yes. yeah. Well, we'll link to all these because they're fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my gosh. But that's where the theme song came from. The theme song yes. was for the comic commercials and not, oh, is it? not the show itself. Yeah. Yeah. The theme oh. song existed from the, like, even before they, the toys were greenlit, they had the theme song. And mm-hmm. I still haven't. You, you asked who did it. I can't find out who composed yeah. it. I, I can't don't know find who it either. Was. I don't know who it is either. But it's it's one of the, it's an amazingly good theme song for like what they wanted. And again, when they said that they were trying to sell it, it's in the, again. I refer back to the Netflix episode of uh, the toys that made us. Right. Like we, like they play that they play that theme, and you're like, again, I was like totally in. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. but the thing about that that was for the comic commercials. What was interesting is. And you can find these, like I said, we'll, we'll link to them in our, in our notes or put something up on, on Twitter. But on YouTube, you can find compilations of all of these old comic commercials that would run for like almost every issue. So they're putting out a new 30-second commercial every month. Like they, they were doing like a media blitzkrieg at the launch of this toy line. And they would slightly change the theme song almost every commercial. To be like this time, like they're singing about Destro, but it's the same right. tune and it's the same yeah. chorus, but now it's Destro. Destro's got a verse. Yes. Yes. And now yes. and Major okay. Blood's got a verse. And yes. then, like they slightly change the tune for Major Blood. Like it is crazy to just listen to these things back to back. And like they were all great. It would hook you. It would hook you <laughs> yeah. like you wouldn't yeah. believe. With like deep man acapella voices, like <laughs> <laughs> singing about it too. Yeah. So. My origin uh, a little bit different, um, you know. I, I got a uh, I got a couple of confessions here that I have to throw out. Also, I got into it a little later. So mm. for me, for me, GI Joe was about like 1991. So wow, certainly the toy line at that point was still like like cranking stuff out like crazy. I mean, mm. they were, they were, their output was immense, but sort of at least among my peers. I got into it when sort of like everybody al- already had their G.I. Joe phase, mm, yeah. right? Like I kind of got into it concurrently to Ninja Turtles a little bit. I got into Turtles first and then I sort of somehow got into G.I. Joe later. I don't know what spurred it because I was always sort of I always saw it. I was into Transformers. And so when you watched the VHS tapes of episodes, you always had like trailers and stuff like that to the other videotapes. And there was always G.I. Joe on there. And just right. the idea like never interested me for a while. And my older cousins had G.I. Joe toys and they were just like, it was like, what are these like these army toys that, that he's into? But I was never into it. And then just at some point, like it just clicked for me. I just got interested in it for it, it, weirdly. It was kind of the, the cover commander visual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. With the faceplate, like, like I always found that, look like really arresting and kind of cool it is the silver faceplate more than the hood yeah 
silver face plate with like you know the blue jumpsuit and the helmet right 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 so not not the hood um and i remember <laughs> i remember when i was starting to get like obsessed with it i was in third grade and like kind of had like downtime uh mm-hmm. and like one of our one of our uh, uh group projects or something like that so i started drawing a picture it was like duke in cobra commander <laughs> fighting and i was just going by memory because i wasn't right. like really into it i was just starting it and i remember some kid came up to me he's like little boy you don't not you do not know how to draw gi joe <laughs> right <laughs> wow <laughs> bit harsh which i thought was funny but yeah so that was um that's kind of like the weird start of it and then i kind of by me getting into it sort of like got my cousins closest to my age again like got it got back into it again and we all and like got into it with me again and like my neighbors that i was playing with like every day and stuff like i got them into it and stuff so um we all sort of like sort you know either got into it for the first time or or like rediscovered it like kind of around the same time mm-hmm. but that said i didn't really see the show that often okay i got like when i was into it i I would try and track it down and it was on before school but it was hard for me to get like you know because i think honestly it might have been like bath time when it was on <laughs> right so i didn't see it a lot so right. to this day i've never seen mass device oh i've never seen pyramid of darkness mm. i've never oh, wow. seen the weather dominator wow <laughs> right never seen any of them like and so really like as far as my my history with gi joe i would say the show by far is what I was exposed to the least. Okay. That might be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Except the Viper episode, man, I've seen that Viper episode a million times. The, you know, the Viper, the Viper. He's, he's there to Vipe. Yeah. Yeah. The white. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah that's, that's pure comedy, but oh my gosh, that's funny. So you never saw the spotlight episodes concerning certain Joes. Cause every so often, You'll get a particular type of Joe spotlighted in a weird way. Like mm. we'd have the spotlight shipwreck episodes or the spotlight um, bazooka and alpine episodes, mm-hmm. you know, or Flint and Lady J episodes where they're just, you know, they're a big, huge group, but it'd be two Joe, two or three Joes tackling the issue. And that's what they'd be focused on to take out Cobra. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited about it because I'm sure you guys are going to teach me a lot of stuff like you just did. Like, I had no idea those comics had commercials. And and again, for me, it was also like, like in my age group among people that were collecting comics, my friends collecting comics, like I was the only one that was into the G.I. Joe comic. Yeah. Hmm. Like nobody was into it, hmm. you know, at, at my age. I have like, I have like a handful of them. That's about, I didn't, hmm. I never got the comic. I have a handful of comics. I had tons of the toys and I watched the show almost like a religion. At one point, mm. I watched it all. I mean, I watched, I remember, again, like like Clifton was saying the whole thing about, you know, you'd watch an episode, talk about it the next day, or you'd watch the mini and talk about it the next day. But yeah, I watched, like, there's so many episodes of that show. Like, we, we've talked about it before. The one with, uh, was it Stalker? Mm-hmm. The one with the alternate world one. That's one, yeah. of, that's one of the, the two-parters. Yeah, that's, right. that's a great yeah. one. That's a great one. Um, yeah, we got into that in one of our earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. The cold slither episode is a fan is, is one of my favorites. <laughs> I love cold yes. slither. Yes. Every now yes. and then I'll find myself singing the song. I'm like I still know the song too. That's cool. <laughs> yes. Cold slither yeah. will be joining us soon. A band of vipers playing our tune. Yeah, I know the song. Yeah. I know that yeah. one. You yeah. know, 
It's a great bit. They they almost win. It's one of those ones, <laughs> rare ones where Cobra almost wins because of this, the, the using you know. the power of rock and roll. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good one. So re- really quick, before we start going like deeper into the property and everything, really quick, what was everybody's first G.I. Joe toy? Ooh. If you remember, go Ooh. quick. Ooh. For me, it's I remember the vehicle, but for some reason I can't remember the figure. It was, I want to say Zartan, but I don't think it's Zartan. It was one of the dreadnoughts. And he was mm. given a swamp, swamp ship. Like mm-hmm. it was a, it had pla- pla- pontoons in it mm. that folded up, mm-hmm. that became a helicopter. I don't know if you guys remember it or not. It's, oh, wow. That was my first. I can picture it. I don't remember what it is <laughs> offhand. The second one, I would, no, the second one I remember best because of who was with it and why I got it. Because, I relate to what Zach was saying about the um, drawing it because one particular issue, I had to trace it because it was so cool. It had wetsuit and I forget the name of the ship with beachhead on the side, ready to go to action and another figure. I want to say it was torpedo, but I can't say specific because I have to look at the figure, but that ship Mm. that came with wetsuit, I had to, I had to have it. Okay. I love that suit. Yes, because that <laughs> thing was, you could put that in the tub and it would float. So mm, God knows right, right. how uh, pruny I got playing with that <laughs> boat in the tub. I love that one. But it was wetsuit. And that I want to say, oh, I'm going to look up that ship because it was like a one-man type of uh, speedboat right. with guns on it. And then you can, move, mm. you can maneuver the, um, the propellers or whatever, the engine in the back. I freaking love that thing unparalleled nice frank what was yours you said breaker was yours right um yeah it was i think i got like breaker and i think i got breaker and stalker and maybe scarlet all at the same time because every now and then it would be like you know hit my mom up and she'd be like sure you know get a couple or get two or three or whatever Mm. but i know breaker was probably the first one i think because i'm looking at uh, you know i'm looking at the wave one and i'm like i had you know most of them but again a lot of olive drab green (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know not a lot of color you know as you said that you know the main standout is is snake eyes of course right Mm -hmm. but i had i had a snake eyes for the longest time with a broken thumb like the thumb came off like i don't remember how or how or why it happened so you know (laughs) so anytime we wanted to hold something like i had to put it like a rubber band around (laughs) to hold it in place he lost his kung fu grip yeah, so then I, I later on replaced it with a later a later version. But yeah, for the longest time, I didn't have a very good Snake Eyes. So, but yeah, so I I would say Breaker. Yeah, the thumbs. Yeah. I remember sometimes some of the weapons would like stretch out the thumb too. Yeah, where like it wouldn't hold stuff. And I figured out this is weird, but I figured out like if I could I could bite the thumb just enough to kind of like close it in a bit, <laughs> so like he could hold weapons again. <laughs> right. Yeah, Clifton, what was yours? The first figure i remember having was flash who i don't even really remember oh, being in wow. the animated stuff i don't think he was yes. but, okay that's a deep dive yeah he was mostly just like a soldier green but he had like a red vest he had like red accents on mm. his normal like green fatigues yeah but he was one of the generation one figures he looked like a laser tag yeah <laughs> he had like a, looked like a laser tag vest and helmet or something i remember yeah he had like a visor yeah yeah is flash the one that looked like he was gonna ump a, uh, like like uh play cat like he's gonna play catcher yeah like he's like, got the, okay. the red pads <laughs> that look like like he's he's about to you know take up home plate 
Either that or he, either that or he could help you get stuff out of the oven. That was the other thought I always right. had with him was like right. his whole suit is like an oven mitt. Yeah. No, that's him. And that's that's the okay. first one I had and as yeah. the figure. And the first like vehicle I remember having, because the vehicles were such a big part of yeah. of G.I. Joe. As we find out, as it is as it's been explained, like the vehicles are where they made their money. Mm. Like the little figures were mm. their lost leaders. <laughs> and the vehicles are where the real money came from. But uh, the first of the big vehicles I ever had was uh, Wild Bill and the, mm. the copter. Oh, got that nice. for a Christmas. Yeah, yeah I, got that, I Christmas. got that for like Christmas of 83 or something. Was it the Dragonfly? Dragonfly, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a great it was a Dragonfly. <laughs> okay. helicopter. Two, it was a two-seater, right? I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I was always, I'd always, I think it was even the show even, I would pair up uh, Spirit and Wild Bill all the time when I was playing <laughs> yeah, with them. They, yeah. they were always together. Yeah. They always rode yes. together in the Dragonfly. But yes. yeah, I love that helicopter. It's a great, that was a great toy. Mine was a uh, Dial Tone. Mm. So ah, it was, I had uh, dial too. I had, but dial it tone. was it was ninety one dial tone. So it was it was a reissue, and okay. at that point they were doing they were doing what they called um, Sonic Fighters, and so <laughs> the toys would come with a backpack that had little buttons on it, like a battery operated backpack that would make noises, it would make like gun noises and stuff like that, and <laughs> it would yell like Yo Joe or something for one right. of them. Um, and so, but he was a repaint, so he wasn't like in the in the beige and green. He had like blue pants and a black vest and stuff like that. Like looked exactly the same, but just repainted. Right. Okay. Um, so a lot of my figures were kind of like that, like the second versions, but I, I accumulated a lot of the older stuff. One, because there was, there was a toy store near my house that, that did like dirt cheap GI Joe, like used GI Joes. It was like a dollar. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you bought one, they had like, I think I've told you guys this, they had like, like a giant bucket, like full of mm-hmm. like weapons. And right. when you bought one, you got to pick out a backpack and a, and like a weapon out of the, out of the box. And so I bought a, but like I, I found snake eyes that way. I got a bunch of the old ones that way. And also, and then, like I said too, I was into it a little bit when everybody sort of had it had passed. So right. I could trade for their old toys super easily. Like at lunch, I could be like, Hey, I'll give you my bag of chips, you know? And I find out like, you have Zartan and you're like, and, and you don't want them. Like, right. like, yeah, I'll give you this. And then, you know, so I got like older stuff that way, super easily from a bunch of other kids at school. So, all right. So somebody brought up Larry Hama. Yes. Right. We should talk about him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets a little like when you're looking at the origin of G.I. Joe or this iteration of G.I. Joe, actually either iteration of G.I. Joe, but we're specifically focusing on this one, is that it gets kind of fuzzy in who was responsible for what. Mm-hmm. And uh, the I think in, in Real American Hero, when you're looking at it, like we said, the comics were a big part of the launch of the toy line. And it was for multiple reasons. Because when they decided to relaunch these toys, now G.I. Joe in the smaller, was it three and three quarters? Is that what you said, Frank? Yes. Yeah. When the, in the smaller size, like they're, they're looking at competing against Kenner and Star Wars action right. figures that were dominating the market at that time. But unlike Star Wars, they didn't have a movie to convince kids to buy these toys. <laughs> they just had the toy. And so they were looking at how to how to bridge that gap. And that's when they went to Marvel and came up with the idea of of jointly launching the toy line with 
comics and possibly more importantly, commercials for the comics <laughs> that would also be commercials for the toy line. And what's famously been pointed out is that in 1982, there were tight regulations and probably still are around toy commercials and like what you can show in a toy commercial and that you can't show things the toy cannot do in a toy commercial, <laughs> except for like a few seconds. So you'll get a few seconds of like special effects or special animation or something. And then a disclaimer that says, you know, like special effects are used. This toy does not actually move. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is just kids playing with the toy. And to get around that, they realized if they advertise books and comic <laughs> books, that there's no regulations whatsoever and they can do whatever they want yeah. in these commercials. And so that's how they turned those initial commercials into like little 30 second short action movies and would just keep <laughs> cranking them out. And that was what got a lot of kids first hooked on it and then became the animated specials, then animated series. And a lot of the same voices carry over. Like you said, the theme song was there all along. So a lot of those pieces are really early on from the toys, but it was, it seems to be kind of a collaborative thing where it was only a half thought of idea at Hasbro before they went to Marvel to, to talk about the comics. And, and, and one of the famous anecdotes about it is that they didn't even have a bad guy yet Mm. when they went to Marvel and Marvel is trying to get comics made and they're like okay who are they fighting like they need to fight somebody (laughs) and and the people at hasbro were essentially like oh yeah we didn't think of that like we just thought people would we just thought kids would like play with them and they'd fight their other toys like they'd Mm. fight their star wars toys or whatever (laughs) he-man whatever yeah exactly whatever (laughs) else was in the toy box and then it was the the folks at marvel at the time which was larry hama was tasked with writing it he was an editor editor at the time and then archie goodwin who was a longtime Marvel editor also involved that they were like, no, like they need, they need villains. <laughs> you can't have these, <laughs> all these, to- all these great toy lines have villains. They need villains. And then uh, it was Archie Goodwin. that was like, what about Cobra? <laughs> and came up with the name Cobra. Mm. So like what I kind of deduced is that you had Hasbro designing all the Joes but like only designing them. So it was a guy named Ron Rudat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ron Rudat. He was like a prolific Hasbro toy designer that apparently could just crank out tons and tons of drawings and characters that he would design the characters. Like, but I don't think they had stories. Mm. I think he just had designs and then they sent them to Marvel and really do something with them. And then that's when Larry Hama came up with all the dossiers uh-huh. and gave all of them backstories and, and fleshed them out to give them personalities and to give them the stories we knew that, that then became the comics, that then became the shows, those personalities. So Larry Hama and, and Ron Rudat were like the, like the pictures and words of them, like the look and the, the story of all the characters kind of combined in a, collaboration from the two companies it's hmm. really cool yep. i'm happy that you got the name of the toy designer yeah. because it was something i was thinking about this week um and thinking about visual of gi joe and how so many iterations i think of, of it of it um trying to be relaunched i think where, where it falls flat and also thinking of that original stuff we were talking about frank where, where like they're all in green 
right? Mm-hmm. And rock and roll looks different because he has a beard and that's it. Like he's the right. only one. Right. <laughs> it looks different in a sense. And and when they started kind of, I think, like nailing down more of the individuality of the Joes themselves. Mm-hmm. I found it like really interesting that you still have a very like narrow palette that you're working with. Like you still have to somehow repackage fatigues and like tactical gear somehow in a million mm-hmm. different ways. <laughs> and, and this guy, I mean, like once they start getting going, like, I mean, it's unbelievable how like identifiable and how different some of them look. To right. the point where, like, I think skipping ahead, not not to the animated movie, but when they did the the Rise of Cobra movie, movie the live action movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big sin of that movie, in my opinion, is I'm like, you put everybody in the same outfit, right? Oh, like yeah. you dress them all in black, <laughs> okay. right? And the only one that looks like like their toy, the only one that looks like the is Snake Eyes, yeah. and right. that's his thing. And you just made you just gave everybody else his thing just without his mask. <laughs> right right i'm like how did how could you do this <laughs> like yeah. that's part of the fun is like right. is, is when you would be like like you know law he's the one that had like the blue the blue vest on <laughs> right the right. Blue puffer vest right. and, and the mp and, helmet yeah. and the mp helmet yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean it's a lot of like really cool designs and like you were saying where he was cranking them out at one point I think he was literally like taking pieces from some and putting them on others to be like, is this a new character? And then, <laughs> and then they'd like, you know, add more stuff to make it really a new character at that point. But mm. it would start by like just taking, you know, accessories from one to another and, and, and puzzling together new characters out of all this stuff that he had been designing and cranking out for years. But mm. I mean, a lot of the stuff was early. Like Cobra Commander was an early design. I don't know if it was, actually cobra commander until larry hammer got a hold of it or if it was just like right. you know a cobra officer that wasn't a, a grunt right um mm. things like that because i've seen like uh ron Rudat's original dr mindbender drawing was labeled interrogator hmm. so like i think those are things like doc- the name dr mindbender and stuff was stuff that got added mm. later along in the, in this collaboration and just one other interesting thing that it sometimes also gets overlooked and, and I haven't seen pop up a whole ton of places is that another Marvel addition is that Larry Hama at the time before he was approached about this project was working on a pitch for a comic book called Fury Force at Marvel that ultimately <laughs> never happened. And it was supposed to be basically an updating of, of Starenko's Nick Fury right. agent of shield. Hmm. But it was to star Nick Fury Jr. and ah. an elite team of hand-selected S.H.I.E.L.D. agents to fight Hydra, or a new version of Hydra. And the uh, synergy of that, where it says Hasbro came along when they had this project that hadn't quite come to fruition at Marvel, and we're like, we can use this. Mm-hmm. And so early on, uh, some of the, the Fury Force ideas did inform some of the early generation uh gi joe characters like cobra commander is essentially baron zemo (laughs) Mm -hmm. from from hydra in marvel comics um baroness is essentially what's her name contessa oh yeah Uh, la contessa valentina allegra de la fontaine is essentially baroness Mm -hmm. you got it yeah 
And <laughs> and then there was a um in the Fury Force there was a very snake eyes type of character. Right. That was named I have it here. Um, Lucky Seven or some other <laughs> some other gambling thing. No, it actually wasn't gambling. It was oh, okay. uh, Spook. <laughs> it was his name was what? Spook. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Good okay. Yeah, yeah. Good choice to not use that. <laughs> yes. Uh, but and Steeler, <laughs> there was a character named Steeler in mm. in Fury Force. Wow. Okay. So some made it a little more wholesale than than others. Uh, Shadow was loosely kind of some pieces taken into Scarlet, but like I said, it was it was Ramu Dad had these designs, and then Larry Hammer was like, "What can I like? What else can I give to flesh these out?" <laughs> right. And apparently. Right wrote like huge dossiers about all of the characters. And then the cards that were on the, the action figure lines were like synopsis of these huge dossiers that he wrote. So he, they were just like excerpts of this, this background backstory, bio biographical work he did for all these characters. Yeah. I used to collect it's those. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing too. how much he did. Like that blew me away. Yeah. What, when, when I, I mean, I, I knew I, the fact that he had just done like the whole run of the Marvel comics, which went something like whatever it was 127 issues or something of that. Right. I, I, I don't know what it is offhand, but it was something like mm. he did every issue, right. which was incredible to me. And I think, and I think that's underrated already. Um, while also though, I mean the fact that like, I think Clifton, you told me that when, when, when you told me Larry Hama did all the file cards for all the toys, right. That blew my mind. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? That's incredibly like, one guy. One guy is sort of like, you know, the genius yeah. of this whole, like, and now, and now, and now the yeah. other toy designer, they are, right. they yeah. are kind of the Lee Kirby of it, mm-hmm. um, which is funny. But <laughs> I had another, like, kind of, um, so I was very into the comic, like I said, too, but also I got into, there was, a, there was a trading card set that came out in 91 that I just got into. And again, also like at the time it was super cheap because nobody was really into GI Joe. So you can get like the whole box for 10 bucks, right? For trading card people out there, you get a whole box and you open <laughs> up all those packages. Chances are you're going to get a full set and, and a crap load of doubles. Right. Yeah, right. And when I was going through the card set of that, there was a there was a subset of those cards called honor roll. And they were cards for, Characters that had died, right? Mm. So it was like General Flag, Quick Kick, Crystal Ball, right? Like these kind of <laughs> characters. And when you look at the back, like what happened, it's stuff from the comics, mm-hmm. right? It was all like what happened to them in the comic book. <laughs> and that, like, I had no idea too, like when I got into it. But then that was like, so as I was reading that, there was this really cool thing when there was, um, a bunch of characters that ended up dying in what they called the Cobra civil war. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's that about? And so it was a period. And, I, and to this day, I never got the whole run. Like, so my run of GI Joe books was like spotty because I had to do back issues and stuff like that. So I read a lot of them, but didn't have the full run. And so there were holes everywhere, but the Cobra civil civil war was, was in the Serpentor days when Serpentor and Cobra commander were basically like fighting on Cobra Island over who was going to take over Cobra. Right. And Destro mm-hmm. was kind of like 
the third man in this, like, let's see how this shakes out. Like, who do I want to be loyal to? And it just sounds awesome. Right. It does. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And it went up to like six issues, which again, like at that time, it's like, you know, they're like, you know, now six issue story <laughs> arc is everywhere uh, in right, comics, right. but right. for then, like it was six issues you had to track down. Yeah. But that, I mean, <laughs> yeah. but, but that was my understanding was in the comics, Cobra Commander is a lot more competent, right? Oh yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's a badass in the comics. Okay. That's what I mm-hmm. thought. I thought he wasn't quite so, not that I don't love the, 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 the lovable screw up that he is in the, <laughs> in the, the show. Animated, yeah. You know. I mean, but I, even, know. but even you, when they redid it with Resolute, you don't get the screw up. Mm-hmm. You know, he's mm-hmm. more of a um, a, a strong sense character in which you know whatever he says gets done type of situation in mm-hmm. which he comes with a level of power that can't be uh compared to, so to speak. You know, right. so G.I. Joe yeah. Resolute was what like two thousand ten, two thousand nine. I believe so. But it was like an animated limited series that was uh, written by Warren Ellis, right? Was it Warren Ellis that wrote I think that? it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Warren Ellis and, uh, and Joaquin Dos Santos of uh, Legend of Korra right. fame was kind of, was in a uh, Voltron legendary hero, uh, legendary defender was sort of like the big showrunner of mm. that. Okay. Okay. Um, and went on Adult Swim. Oh yeah, um, that's right. I think it was Adult mm-hmm. Swim. It was. Yeah. And it's awesome. I can't think of who else would have aired it because it is pretty violent. It is extremely <laughs> violent. But yes. no, it is good. It's definitely worth checking out. And I think it's yeah. another one where it's came in and was probably very overlooked by a lot of people. So in case mm-hmm. you haven't seen it, we'll try to find out where you can where you can watch it. Yeah. It it did have a DVD, which I think I think was maybe the only I mean, you may be able to find it on YouTube, but it was like the only release was was a DVD thing of it. But it is kind of like the G.I. Joe relaunch that everybody sort of wanted to get. Like the thing that every G.I. Joe fan has that in their head of like, this is what it should be. Right. And they yeah. did it one time <laughs> for right. an hour. Yep. Like yeah. it's yep. it's really close to if you guys remember uh, uh, for the listeners, if you guys are into the Gendy Tartakovsky, like Star Wars Clone Wars, very similar. Right. In yeah. subject, in, in, in format. Yeah. Like micro series that make a one story. Yeah, it was like yeah. five minutes long, eleven episodes. But the thing that kills me about the show is I agree with what Zach was saying on how it's the G.I. Joe um series that we all grew to think that's what we wanted. But ultimately, mm-hmm. it's not what anybody wanted due to fanfare. Like, uh, excuse me if I'm wrong, but it's not like anybody watched it enough. Not like the original shows, which are you know campy happy-go-lucky and this one's people actually die like Mm -hmm. they start the series Mm -hmm. with the death of major blood which is jarring to be to (laughs) be honest um but it's one of the ones where um being a a gritty take doesn't work Mm -hmm. in which we get the we get the um horrors of war (laughs) with these great characters that Mm -hmm. you grew up with and like oh they can die oh (laughs) But it, I don't think I don't think that it penetrated uh, enough of the fan base. You think I, so? I, I think that I think that it had a word of mouth issue because like I remember, you know, at the time, I mean, we all had a bunch of friends that were like, you know, went to all the same like geek sites we did and everything. We're like abreast to a lot of like the same news that we were. 
And I was telling everybody about this G.I. Joe thing that nobody knew anything about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was right. They're like, no, it's going to be like they're doing this thing on Adult Swim. And they're like, oh, I never right. heard of this. Like, right. You know? Yeah. No, I loved I loved it because they used they used a lot of people. Dial Tone was in it. You had Bazooka in a uh, so sad way. You had Storm <laughs> Shadow and Snake Eyes confront each other. You yeah. know, we had Roblox. We had Stalker. Yeah. We had Beachhead. The really cool action sequences in space. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It's really and cool. I, and I love how they use Firefly when he sends a message to the UN and it's a message from Cobra Commander. That was so <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. I love Firefly. Yes. Firefly is yeah. so cool in the comics. He's so underrated in the show. But yeah, but to your thing, to what you were saying, Tommy, though, I mean, but the, the first episode right away, like Cobra Commander has like his I'm not effing around speech. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So good. And, and the other thing I want to talk to, I mean, we're jumping ahead a lot. The other thing I just want to throw out really quick is G.I. Joe Renegades, which is another unsung like hero of, of the property that is relatively recent. So this is after Resolute. So Resolute is like the version that, that I think a lot of fans all thought, you know, is the way it should be done and it would work. Yes. Renegades is the version of GI Joe. I never thought I wanted and I'm right. shocked works, but it's <laughs> yeah. awesome. It is so good. <laughs> yeah. I was a big fan of Renegades too, reluctantly because I thought it sounded dumb. It did sound <laughs> and I dumb. I just kind of watched the, the first episodes. They did like a special two, you know, two episode premiere on the hub when yes. the channel yes. was called the hub. Yes. Now, what is it? Uh, Discovery Family? Is that what it's still called? I think so. I sure. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but at the time, it was The Hub, and they did a special two-episode premiere, and I watched it out of curiosity, and then was like, man, like I actually liked that. <laughs> like, because yeah. the premise is that it's G.I. Joe is the A-team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> More or less. Yes. <laughs> that yes. It's, it's a small band of Joes and it, it works kind of as a prequel. So it's before like they're really established and it's like a band of them are, are on the run after being, you know, framed for crimes they didn't commit. Yes. Uh, and, and, and then they end up having to help people along the way. It's totally, it's G.I. Joe is the A-team, but mm-hmm. like, it's a lot of fun. And it was a really unexpected uh, animated series at the time. I think that was the most recent and probably the last time we ever got G.I. Joe as an animated series on mm-hmm. a regular basis. I mean, mm-hmm. they've had a lot of stuff other than um, Resolute and um, Renegades. I mean, I can recall what um, Extreme and Sigma 6 too. Right. Yeah, which, yeah, I remember that. Which, yeah, which to me was the jump off because I think Sigma 6 mm-hmm. was a bit too colorful and they didn't really make the um, Cobra uh, 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 the main focal point, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe, maybe you guys can correct me on that, but it wasn't something that I thought was typical G.I. Joe. I think they tried to steer G.I. Joe away from what we known it to be, mm-hmm. or at least the classic line. I think Sigma 6, I think, was Cobra. I tried to get into it for a minute. Okay. And and yeah, it was hard. It was, <laughs> okay, okay. you know, it was, it was super anime looking. It was, it was, you know, which which I didn't hate. I thought that was actually kind of cool, but it was, it was, um, it just it had like an air of like kind of silliness okay that that okay. That, that i think was may, maybe was intentional maybe wasn't i don't know but there was a really short lived something i think called it was something with venom in the title or something like that huh. and mm. and 
and I feel like the toys like even were like like redesigned and like a little bigger. Okay. And that was super short lived. And that was something that I think that that replaced Cobra. Like Cobra was not the bad guy in there. Ah. Um, I didn't research. I wasn't prepared to talk about it. I didn't think it would come up. But yeah, I mean, because I forgot Sigma Six completely. But yeah, it was. Mm. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> not the best. No, not the best at all. <laughs> Maybe you're like me. You're trying to push it out your head. That you know, it's not canon. You know, you stuff that's mm. uh, a weird smudge on the reputation. It's like, eh, that didn't happen. It was a misstep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that there was sort of. They did a lot of fun stuff with mystery. I thought that there was a, a fun th- uh, thing with a lot of the characters were like what they looked like was kind of important, even though you never knew what they looked like. And it was sort of like I think it did a lot of cool stuff where like like what was Cobra Commander's face and the mm. comics played with that a yeah. lot. Where like yeah. they teased his reveal a lot and Snake Eyes's face and Destro, which I always just assumed Destro just looked like that, <laughs> just not <laughs> yeah. silver. Yeah. But apparently, like, that was another thing, too, where, like, what's his face look like? There was, and there was a bunch of those. Yeah. Like, you know, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, And, you know, maybe the first, like, kind of mystery thing that, like, I, I um was, like, super, super uh, obsessed with growing up. We're like, like, what? This issue? This issue? They reveal the face? Like, cause, you know, you would see the cover or something and then and then like you go into it and it's in the shadows or whatever, or there's a word <laughs> balloon blocking it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. was that just me, though? That wasn't like a huge part of it for you guys. Oh, with the imagery and how they depicted people as far as their faces. Well, I was always mm-hmm. wondered about why Zartan never could be put out in the sun. <laughs> you know, it's just, it was just it was just right. weird to me. It was almost as if he 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 developed well in the shadows and i love how they incorporated that with the toy in which it changed color mm-hmm. that was i was so yeah. enamored with that but i never understood as to how uh cobra commander could keep a cloth on his head and it not moving you know it's just like <laughs> you'd be scared of a gust of wind or something but no i agree with you i love the mystery of certain characters uh, especially on cobra that are that like you know, why would they do this and where's the mystery come from and why they cover their face and live in the shadows especially with i, I always wanted to know what uh, firefly looked Cause he didn't. He always wear a mask. Yep, pretty yeah, much. He did, I don't think yeah. He, I don't, yeah, I don't think he ever took it off. He he unmasked in a later issue in the comics. Cause so he was one of those that was that was dead. Ah, in okay. the comics, he had an honor roll card, and then this is mm. why I love Firefly. But then you find out <laughs> that later on in the comics, like he faked his death. Ooh, uh, right. Ooh. And and a lot of the characters that you find out are, are, you know, were killed off and are like, he actually like very silently assassinated and also like kind of framed other people into thinking that like this was storm shadow or this was Zartan or this was somebody in a lot. So a lot of it was him. Hmm. Hmm. This is why Firefly is the best. He's the, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I always liked him. I just thought he was a weapons expert. Yeah. I I didn't know he was on that level. Like I, I love how yeah. they're specialists in out the Joes and how some people did certain things. I love when they made them do those things. If that yes. makes any sense. Mm-hmm. No, I was, I was that was what I was gonna say. More along the like, I mean, I always like the look. I thought visually they were like once you get past Gen Gen One, like yeah. once they get into that, the visually they were always cool. You know, so everybody looked distinct and everyone had even it was and it was something that tied it all together. Where it was just like, especially with Cobra, I think Cobra edges out the Joes just a little bit because no matter what almost everybody had that insignia somewhere, right? 
They all yeah. have the, the, the Cobra mm. insignia on them mm-hmm. and they all have their own distinctive looks. But I mean, like somebody like somebody like Scrap Iron, like uh, uh, Scrap yeah, Iron was used. Yeah, Scrap was, Iron. Was a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I put, I, Iron. He was always like he always front and center and like whatever I was doing with my with Cobra. But I don't think he ever really did much in the show. I mean, occasionally he would do like 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 Tommy was saying he would do what he was supposed to, which was blow stuff mm-hmm. up. Which was uh, blow stuff up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I always I always loved the look of. For me, it was always I think the biggest hook for the show or the the property overall was. The characters, because you got, you know, a lot of times the, they were in lockstep. So if you got something in the file card, it was going to be reflected in the show generally. Mm. So like a lot of times the character, you know, you, and you knew, I mean, once you had an idea of what like Shipwreck sounded like or Duke sounded like in your head, you know, that kind of informed how you played a lot of times, at least it did for me. Mm. And I think the I think characters and the designs and like the, just the, 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 the attention that was paid to detail of what those characters were. I mean, it it made it it made it a lot of fun to to collect them and to basically play with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. Duke was the real interesting one for me because I remember like really? he has such a presence in the show, and he yeah. was like he was the poster boy to me. I thought, but then when you went into the comics, like he was actually in the comics very very little, mm-hmm. like remarkably little. You would think, uh, you, like you wouldn't think, and so I remember, like last year when the Snake Eyes movie came out. Okay. Like my wife was like really like kind of puzzled. Like, why is this getting made? <laughs> and I was like, he's the most popular GI Joe. <laughs> right. And she's like, yeah. is he though? And right because but oh, she's yeah. thinking the show, right? And and like in the show, like he was in, he popped up in and you know in and out a couple of times and had kind of some big deal episodes. But I mean, really, other Joes had the focus. But for me, coming from the comics, like when I played with Joes, Snake Eyes was always like the most important oh, because that always. comic revolved around him <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, i mean but that's the thing is like I, we've talked about this before i think when we talked about the, the toy episode way way back and, and we started talking about stuff that like duke and the blue cobra commander with the silver faceplate and zartan were like the mail away figures mm-hmm. so for me it was always a big deal to like like i remember you know i've talked about before like you would collect your your gi joe points points yes you would yeah off of mm-hmm. off of vehicles and and the figures, and you get so many points for a vehicle or figure, and then you had to get so many points, and then mail away the for the the, the shipping and handling, yeah. and you got to cut unquote, a portion of the box off. Yes, it's like a little stamp off of yeah. the box yes. that said yes. that yep. said your point yep. for this was two, right, or, or eleven because you got a vehicle right. or right, so, yeah, right, yeah. So you would collect all those and put them together, and then mail them in an envelope, and you'd wait like what seemed the better part of a decade for. <laughs> You know, for these figures to get here, and then they would get there, and it was like the you know, it's like I remember the I remember just like the Joes were like, you know, oh my god, we're you know, it's the Duke is here, you know, like oh my god, you know, we like we you know, finally Duke is here and part of the team. Same thing with Cobra Commander, we like that, you know, I I've talked about you know, we've talked about cool it is, and I've talked about the design and the fact that the Cobra Commander had like that heat gun blaster that that went into the back part of his back. You know, that you could like basically hold in place and, and it would stay there for a while and then eventually come out. But like, just that design. And then but the biggest one of all of them was Zartan. Like I, I can't, mm. you know, I don't think I've anticipated anything in, in the mail since <laughs> I got Zartan quite like that Zartan yeah. waiting, waiting to get it. I mean, to collect the points and like, cause again, it was, it was Zartan was cool. Like, I mean, I, I love the Zartan as a character since he's been introduced in the, in the, in the animated. And then, um, you know, the figure, and then just the idea that, like, the, it was, you know, like you said the thing earlier about you had the, the dial tone with the backpack. 
I mean, just the mm-hmm. fact that you could take, I mean, at that time it was, it was something cool. The idea that you could take Zartan out in the sun and he would change to a darker, you know what I mean? Like it was like, <laughs> it was, it was, it, was a, it was a gimmick, but it was something and again. Right, yeah. I don't, you know, I still don't really understand the explanation behind it all, but at the time, I'm like, it's just another reason why Zartan was cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I have a funny story about that, because if you remember, I said I got Zartan in a trade from another kid. Yeah. And I had him in my backpack, and then, like, in the front pouch of the backpack, which I left the zipper open. Oh, no. And I got off the bus. I got off the bus and I'm walking home. And so I go to my backpack and I pull him out and he's freaking blue. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I had no idea. I had no idea the toy did that. <laughs> right. And I was like, what broke in my backpack? Uh. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And then like, I took him inside in the house and I was like, it was like freaking out. I'm like, hey, how do I clean it off? So I got like wet paper towels and I'm trying and, I'm, and then just like, <laughs> just me being away from him. And leaving him in the sink because I thought he would. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yep. And I was like, oh, he turned back. I guess it does this. That's <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Insane. But Clifton, I'm wondering, uh, uh, if I had to guess your favorite one, was it the Dreadnoughts? Oh, I did like the Dreadnoughts. Yeah. I was yeah. a big Dreadnoughts fan. Because to me, I didn't think about it. Because looking back at it, when I saw it recently, I was like, they're weirdly punk. I <laughs> wonder. It's true. Yeah. At the time, yeah, yeah. At the time, I had no clue that they were that. I just some like, of, oh, they some had... of them have Cockney accents. Some of them yes! are Australian. It's kind of Australian. Vague, but... Yes. Yeah. I was like, I thought, are they Australian or is that a, a British accent? Yeah. I was like, okay, sure. It's I'm little, all in. It's a little of everything. Yeah. So it was so distinct for them though, because it didn't matter how what they whether it was. Zartan mm-hmm. or his brother or his sister right. or one of the, the dreadlocks like Monkey Ranch, yeah. Ripper, Buzz, yeah, mm-hmm. all of them. Accented. Accent. I was like, <laughs> the hell is but no, I love that about the cartoon. I gotta get Road Pig in because my cousin really liked Road Pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just did he's again, he's just the one that had the block of concrete, right? On a stick. Yeah, he had a, a bro- block of concrete yes. on a stick. <laughs> Yes. With uh with shoulder pads you could take off with like spiked shoulder pads. Uh, okay. Not mm-hmm. not like WWE Legion of Doom, yeah. but like mm-hmm. Mad Max shoulder pads. He, yeah. He's gotta be a later generation, right? Like Yes. Oh, extremely <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's after that. What was what's the one with the crocodile? Big Boa? Crocmaster? Crocmaster. Yeah, Road Trick I think was time. like in the eighty six line. Yes. Uh, so if you want, this is for the listeners. If you're in the G.I. Joe. Go to yojo.com. Mm-hmm. Give a shout out to those guys because this, the, if you, they have, they track every version of every GI Joe repaints and all, mm. right? And like what wave they fell in and they came okay. out in. It's unbelievable for like weapons. And, I mean, like, like yeah. So if, if if you're a toy collector and you need to track down like what weapon went with what toy, they'll tell you. Like, yeah. they, look it up. Like they have pictures of it. You know. Um, it's unbelievable, but yeah, I think Road Pig was like in that '86 line. Yeah, it sounds about which right. is around the movie, which is a, okay. which is a, a, yeah. around the the movie line, mm-hmm. which he's not in the movie, interestingly. But but yeah, Dreadnoughts were cool. There was always a little like like they were to me. They were like, how does this work? <laughs> yeah, a terrorist organization yeah. and yeah. like these bikers. Yeah, but yeah. it's cooler now that I think about it. Most of us need mercenaries. Major Blood was not the only mercenary. They got to have, have right. somebody else. Yeah. 
They were just contractors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> that hated Jadjo. It was especially cool too when I mean when Cobra had like so few individuals. It had so mm-hmm. many. When you looked at the toys, and I remember like realizing that, like, oh, a lot of the Cobra toys, like this is supposed to be like a person like who there's there's an army of these. There's an army right. of Crimson Guards. There's an army of Cobra mm-hmm. officers, of Televipers and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and when I think about Cobra, then there's like, you know, maybe two dozen that I can think of offhand that are like actually like, no, that's one guy. Mm-hmm. Like Crockmaster, like, <laughs> like you were saying. Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> he was cool because he had a pet. The, the, the ones that had pets were neat too. Right. I like those. Yes. Spirit. Oh, of course, Crockmaster. Polly? Right. Of course. Polly. Polly. Yes. Polly for Shipwreck. Yes. Um, <laughs> Law and Order. Mutt, junkyard and mutt. Yep. Yeah. And I always yep. got that confused when I was little because I always thought mutt was the dog. It's like, no, <laughs> junkyard's the dog. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Timber was pretty cool, right? Yeah. Timber yep. was cool. Yes. Yes, it was. Because yeah. Timber comes in, doesn't Timber come in like real early? Yeah, in there's the, like the Snake Eyes is left for dead in the in the snow somewhere and taken in by this wolf. Yeah. And irradiated. Right, and he's irradiated yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah the wolf <laughs> radiation poisoning. He's like yes. glowing yes. red. Yes, yes, that's it. yes. yes. Right. <laughs> Good stuff. God, GI yeah, Joe is so fun. Right, <laughs> I love it. These live what? action movies could could do could do the property so much better. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of live action, I was thinking of: Has anyone ever seen the Ballad of GI Joe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. And it's. You've never seen the Ballad of G.I. Joe from Funny or Die? No. No. Okay. Okay. And that's something I got to do. So the Ballad of G.I. Joe is is put together and it's got celebrity, like a lot of celebrities basically playing the parts like right. of, okay. of, um, of the Joes. And you have like, like Julianne Moore's Scarlet mm-hmm. and okay. um, who else? Uh, Alexis Bledel is Lady J. Right. <laughs> okay, Don't say okay. too many though, because- it's yeah. half the fun of watching it. It's right. like, what? So and so's in this? <laughs> right. So yeah, that's the, it's it's yeah. worth watching. I mean, it's just about it, there's and it's it's a fun song, but it's more to like see who's playing who. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, if you if you if you listeners have not seen or heard it, you should definitely check it out. Right. It's a musical comedy sketch short film sort of. But speaking again of live action, like the costumes in it are pretty accurate. Like they do yeah. a really good job of mm-hmm. recreating what they look like in the show, so um, you know, if you like, if you're like me and you're like, you like your Joe's looking the way they're supposed to look in the show, then I would, I would highly recommend <laughs> the Ballad of G.I. Joe. Yeah. And this is done on for the Funny or Die website, like 12 years ago. This is, so. yeah, two, oh, 2009 wow. is when it said it came out. 2009. Okay. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of fun. Huh. So, yeah, it was a nice, I remember when I when it came out, it was a nice nostalgia pop of like, oh yes, of course, all this stuff. But, <laughs> But yeah, the, some of the choices are, are inspired to yeah. get for for the for the various characters. But I was thinking about it leading up to this, and I was like, oh, but I also had a thought process of like, man, like some of the people playing these guys, like probably people have forgotten about them. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Too, you know, there's yeah, a few. Maybe. There's a few. I'm like, well, he's not really yeah. a big deal anymore. No, <laughs> that's true. No, you're right. No, but I, in you're 2009, right. yeah. in oh, 2009, man. it was a get. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, for yeah, he was he was a get. Yeah, he played gung ho. I'll say that. <laughs> I'll let right. you guys. I'll let you guys go into it. 
Yes. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's start getting into the animated movie because we have uh, just a little bit of time left. But first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is dot com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe and leave us a review. And finally, if you want to suggest a topic, send it our way in the comments or on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. All right. Okay, got a few minutes. Let's do G.I. Joe the movie, the animated, right. which is celebrating 35 years this year. Mm-hmm. All right. What did you get? Did you guys rewatch it? I did. I watched a lot of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched a lot of it, too. I always forget that Burgess Meredith is in this movie. Yeah, that was my first big surprise. So yep. this is the first time I've probably watched it in its entirety since <laughs> 1987, maybe. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. At least so definitely in the last 30 years, but possibly in the last 35 years. Yes. Uh, just seen it in its entirety. I don't think I've watched it in entirety since maybe around that time, but mm. it was definitely the first time. Like, <laughs> Zach, you and I sat one night and watched, how, do, how many times we watched the open? <laughs> oh we have seen this movie we've seen the open a million times oh my god yeah together. yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah we yeah, yeah. The, we were trying to get just you know trying to get warmed up to like write or hang out or whatever we would just be watch we watch I, but the, it's such a good open like that open i like it's killer it's so good yeah the statue of liberty opener it's amazing like the extended theme song open yeah 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 yes yeah. yes and for i think for to me i watched okay Interesting that you bring up the opening, because for four years after I saw the opening, I didn't know it was extended. Mm. I saw when it originally aired and it's shortened. Mm. They take out Mm. the part which you get the the Cobra's refrain out of it. So after that time, I didn't know it existed. That whole that a huge part of it (laughs) that I like when 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 um, Cobra Commander actually gets the bomb to put on the um, Statue of Liberty. That's taken out yeah. completely <laughs> when they aired it on the show because I guess they're trying to save time, which is insane to me. Yeah, cause- probably because they did cut it up. They after after it was the movie came out. However, it came out. I don't even know if this got a theatrical release. Honestly, it didn't. I only remember a TV release and then yes. like running on a, like a, a Sunday afternoon or something, and then chopped up into five parts to run throughout a week. Yes. So yeah, mm-hmm. I imagine they would cut stuff for the time for that. I, I was researching this. Mm. It came out after. It came out after Transformers the movie. Right, a year mm. later. But was supposed to be before. Mm. Okay. Okay, so it, it was supposed to be theatrical release before Transformers the movie, but it was kind of a problem child uh, production. Okay. Was, was what they were saying. So it got delayed. So somewhere along the way, Transformers got finished first and was mm. released first and... The two changes that it that it did was one, they said Transformers kind of like underperformed, mm. which I didn't see in the theater. But Clifton, I remember you you being like, I don't know, it's not my experience. That thing was packed <laughs> yeah. every time yeah. I went to it. Opening like, weekend, it was packed, I remember. Mm. Yeah, so, so they said Transformers underperformed, and the fact also that they killed off Optimus Prime. Mm. Right had like reverberations that were felt in the G.I. <laughs> Joe because, because Duke is supposed to die. Right. Duke was supposed to be yeah. killed in that yes. moment with Serpentor yes. and and they they you know changed it with some voiceover stuff and everything <laughs> you know <laughs> he uh, gets like, we're not doing this again he gets yeah. better it's he gets fine. better 
His heart was okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> giant hole in his yeah, chest course, just yeah. you know, fills itself. It's fine. Right. Yep. 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 I got some medigel and some spackle and fixed him right up. We'll ignore that it's also a venomous snake that's in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> Doc's amazing. Doc's an amazing yeah, surgeon. Worker, he is amazing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're all crying, like Hawk's crying, but it's fine. Like He's, he's all better. He's yeah, all better right. by the end. Yep. Which you hear in a voiceover, just on a call right. where they're like, hey, Duke's yeah, yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, but I am curious, and I, and I don't have the answer to this, so I'm just kind of throwing it out. What, what, what makes me curious about it is I didn't know it was supposed to be first. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about the cartoon on TV and the look of the movie, it's very similar. Like, the styles are... are, are you know, it looks like the same studios. Just, it just looks like they went with the really good studios that they had doing the overseas animation. We're mm-hmm. doing the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But then you get the Transformers. Transformers is like is is anime studio. Let's do it. Like, doesn't look like the show at all. Yeah, that's like full feature quality. Yeah, yeah. They stepped up the effects on the when I was watching it again because I, I, I was kind of looking at that mm-hmm. too, where I was seeing like, yeah, like this. Just kind of looks like an episode. It had some better effects, like some of the explosions were were better done. So they put some extra time and money into like the lasers, into the into the optical effects. But apart from that, it looked like it was basically the normal studio work. Right. But I'm curious why Transformers went a different direction. I don't know if maybe it was because G.I. Joe had issues and they were like, well, we have to go with something, somebody else. Right. So that this movie will come out on time, or if it was just the fact that Transformers, I guess, maybe is more global. Yeah, I mean, I'd be curious right. about that too because it does seem like Transformers got a lot better treatment. <laughs> like, what? like yeah. this one had uh, Don Johnson and Burgess Meredith are mm-hmm. celebrity right. guests in in this one, yep. but the other one had like Eric Idle and, and Judd Nelson, who was huge in the eighties. I mean, at the time breakfast club and all yeah. that and Leonard Nimoy and Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Orson Welles and Orson Welles for <laughs> yeah. goodness sake. Well, my thinking <laughs> we've talked about before when we spotlighted the movie of the transformers movie. I mean, I, I think it's got to do a lot more with, I mean, granted the opening for this has, and I didn't, I did, again, didn't remember this, that the opening of this, the GI Joe movie has like, it feels like, you know, it's a roll call for like 30 to 40 new characters Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, where they're just yeah. like, Hey, so-and-so yeah. why, why are you doing this? I don't know. So-and-so better get yeah. back to it. You know, all that stuff. Right. And I've talked about it before. The fact that like, like Transformers, the movie, like it completely changes and overhauls the franchise. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. no, it does. It's true. Yeah. But also too, remember it had a soundtrack. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was one of my yeah. notes on this. I'm like, it's needed better yeah. soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. the music from Transformers. Oh my gosh, it's I love that intro for GI Joe. Yeah. But as yeah. soon as you see uh, Transformers, that that intro, Transformers, <laughs> it just yeah. brings you in. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. from that point forward. Oh my gosh, there's no Stan Bush in this one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Or Vince DiCola. At least Vince DiCola wasn't credited. He's the one who did all the instrumental score for Transformers the movie. But mm-hmm. I swear I heard Transformers the movie score in in points of this movie too. I mm, think they reused wow. some oh, elements really? of it. Yeah, uncredited. I'm pretty sure they used a lot of show like TV show score yeah. stuff, which some of it sounds great too. Like I mean, I like I like bits of it in um 
like the Pythona attack when Pythona like infiltrates the Terradrome, which I think is another awesome sequence. Yeah, there are some good sequences. There are some good scenes. Yeah, yeah, the intro is beautiful. When 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 the Crimson Guards like tackle her and she just touches this helmet and it starts smoking and sizzling (laughs) and he starts screaming like I'm like oh that's awesome. Well, that's the first. What what brought me in in that intro is that's the first time we see uh, Cobra troops actually human. Like, oh yeah, when he rips the helmet even, off, yeah. When he rips the helmet off, or when the um, communications people with just hats all come up to stop her, and they get uh, humbled. It's just before you can say like, ah, they're faceless mercenaries; they don't right. care, you know. <laughs> but but to see a guy screaming pain because acid was thrown through a helmet is trying to protect them <laughs> is crazy. Mm-hmm. And you did say like, like I mean, it's. You can't compare. I mean, Transformers got a way better cast, but mm. Burgess Meredith though. Is so freaking good in this movie. No, he commits. He absolutely commits. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> I didn't know it was him again because I said, like I said, I hadn't seen it much uh, since <laughs> very soon after it was initially released. So yeah, I didn't remember Don Johnson as Falcon. <laughs> I did, certainly didn't remember Burgess Meredith as Galobulus. Is that his name? Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Galobulus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, like he sells it. He sells it hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about when this the introduction of Sergeant Slaughter on the roster? Too? Yeah, was this the I first think... time he was introduced into GI Joe? I'm pretty sure. I want to say yeah. Sure. No, I don't think it is because he's part of uh, he's part of Serpentor's DNA in the TV show. You're right. Oh, for, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Nice. No. Arise, Serpentor, arise. Yeah. Arise, Serpentor, arise. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. You're 100 percent correct. Yes, they need to fill in, fill in the, 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 he's the frog DNA from Jurassic Park. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Sergeant Slaughter. He fills in the gap between Napoleon and Vlad Tepes. Ah, yes, 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 yes. That makes sense. Was it Napoleon? <laughs> so I can't remember if it was Napoleon. No, no, you're Still, probably right. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. right, but it's insane that, yeah. Yeah. And Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. <laughs> but it does, again. I mean, you're right though, Frank. It doesn't feel like it's like it's rebooting everything. No. No. Like Transformers like, does. It doesn't feel like I remember the time when the toys were at. Like I think there was, I want to say, I can't remember if they were individually carded figures or there was a three pack of all of them that you could get all of them in one three pack. But I just remember mm. th- it it doesn't feel like Cobra Law is the future. Of of the, no, of the franchise, it doesn't. Right. It doesn't. It feels it like this not. is an extended episode, like you know, Pyramid of Darkness or Arise of Pinto Arise or something. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, yeah, this is what we're doing for this, you know, for this chunk of time. But you know, we're going to go back to Cobra fighting GI Joe. You know, if you don't right. like this, we'll go back to it unless it's popular. And then of course they'll 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 you know right. jump but, on it. But what was but what's the pivot? They're fighting kaiju's because that's all I got from that. Right. I mean, they, except for the top three characters in which uh, what Gobbins takes off his skirt to fight. Um, <laughs> which is which is right. funny, but his oh giant my gosh. bug skirt. Yeah, this maybe bug, giant bug fish skirt head we always said yeah. it was. Yeah, yes. but, maybe, but maybe the pivot, Tommy, was going to be like something from Inhumanoids. Right? You think? Uh it could have been. It definitely right? could have been. I would. I would have been there to see how they're going to have us fight uh, monsters. No, I can see that. I can see. I can see mm. that change. But to me, the lineup, the the five new Joes that they line up, the only one I liked was Tunnel Rat. Hmm. Everybody loves Tunnel Rat. Yeah, yeah, but I thought, yeah, but I thought your favorite was uh, Zach was Chuckles. Was it Chuckles? <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a soft spot for Chuckles. You do like Chuckles? Okay. I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a soft spot for Chuckles. And one of my cousins, I mean, like he was his favorite. Yeah, yeah. you know, because he was 
because he never talked. He never <laughs> talked, but know? he did dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Like we, <laughs> no, when he throws the missile, <laughs> when, he, when he throws the missile by hand. Yeah, when he just picks it up and chucks yes. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or he starts a helicopter by the helicopter, physically pushing the propellers. Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah, insane. Who's the in, again? Speaking of, of the of the new Joes and the, and the like, when they introduce everybody, there's a Joe that makes a Vietnam reference. Which <laughs> in the movie? I don't remember which one. I, I mm. meant to write it down, but in the open, when they're going through all the Joes and they're like giving you like showing at least what they look like before we get into what, what their personalities are like, somebody says. You know, after I spent that time in Nam, I, you know, I don't, I, I uh, oh, try, that's how you avoid a thousand yard stare. And I was like, what? <laughs> now you gonna make me, I totally, I totally skipped over that. Yeah. Yo. There was a bit at the beginning where they like mentioned like some GI Joe member, new member at the time was right. in Nam. Mm-hmm. It's before yeah. they bring in, it's before the Cobra attack and before Slaughter basically starts whipping them into shape. Okay. Um, mm. It's, it's, it's definitely like, I was stunned by it. I was like, what? They were some one. Someone was in Vietnam again. Granted, it's not that at that point. It's not now. We're not talking forty years after Vietnam yeah, or more. But yeah. still, the idea that yeah. it was like a eh, throwaway line of like, yeah, they, I was in Nam, <laughs> and I, you know, and that's how you avoid. That's how you avoid becoming you know getting a thousand yard stare or shell shocked or PTSD or whatever. Yeah. Yo, in a kid's cartoon is what? <laughs> nah, there's a lot of in that cartoon. The comics did do a lot with with like Southeast Asia. Yeah. As people's backstory, where like you know, like Snake Eyes in his in his early days, like he gets scarred on a mission in Southeast Asia. Wasn't it like he wears a mask with with Scarlet and Stalker, Stalker too, right? This was gonna say I knew Stalker was involved mm-hmm. in that. Storm Shadow, yeah, okay, awesome issue. And one note about Tunnel Rat is that uh, I've I've heard it said that Tunnel Rat was was loosely based on Larry Hama himself. Because oh. some of the characters were uh, likenesses were based on people at Hasbro and other creators that were involved, but in the the Tunnel Rat one is is kind of Larry Hama, and Larry Hama was a Vietnam War veteran who served on the Army Corps of Engineers in Vietnam before being an actor on Mash and then an uh-huh. editor at Marvel Comics and then writer for GI Joe. He had a wow. he had a diverse career. Yeah, Tunnel Rat was the first, like in order to get him. I way overpaid in a trade. Like that's how much I wanted tunnel. He's worth it. He was worth it. I remember. So, so he had a Sonic fighters reissue also. So I was really excited. I'm like, I got to get tunnel rat. And then, and then when I saw the toy, the reissue didn't have the camouflage paint Mm. and it like, wasn't a mistake. It was just for whatever reason, they just didn't do it on the repaint. I was like, what? Like, that's kind of his awesome thing about the visual. Right. And then so I started like I, I tried to track down somebody who had the original toy. And I think I traded like five other G.I. Joe figures oh, for wow. one tunnel rat. Who did you give up? <laughs> you remember? Oh, three I don't of remember. Them? Oh, if you remember. I, three no, of them. I, I couldn't. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't. But yeah, I mean, that's how bad I wanted tunnel rat. I loved tunnel. Rat. Yeah, tunnel rat was like good. And, and he's the hot rod to me in this more than Falcon. <laughs> like I like tunnel rat way more than Falcon. Right. Falcon's supposed to be the hot rod though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like law too though, but I thought it was kind of cool too. I mean, again, I saw it a little later and so it, it, it dust had kind of settled from it. And so I guess whatever plans that were supposed to come out of it, out of it, like didn't come into fruition. Mm-hmm. So like Cobra law was just sort of in that thing. 
Right. And, and we, we were always just kind of like, like, it's kind of weird. Like, like everything's so gross. <laughs> like their stuff is so like, it's all alive. And <laughs> you I mean, know? It, it does though. Like it felt like they were trying to have so much with that. Cause it basically rewrites all of, like it retroactively rewrites all of Cobra where they're like, Oh yeah, we were pulling the strings the whole time. We've been here for 40,000 years. Like we, we just like Cobra commanders, one of them this whole time. Mm hmm. Like yeah. he was yep. from there and they sent him out into the world to like lead their mission, mm-hmm. which he failed at miserably. And he has like nine eyes right. under there. <laughs> right. Yes. He's like a spider. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It does get really, really <laughs> weird, really fast. Yeah. Uh, and it does feel like they definitely had plans for it to be more than, than it ended up being. Uh, it had a very anime influence, I think, in, oh, in the Cobra Law world. It yes. felt very much like um, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind, if anyone's yes. seen that by, mm, yes. by, by Miyazaki. Yes. Post-apocalyptic yes. world that uh, insects. I was, yeah, I, was, I know, I know. <laughs> Frank's tuning like, out. Frank's tuning yeah. out. He can't, yeah, he can't hear this. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, in that one, it's like uh, Miyazaki, post-apocalyptic world, and there's giant insects everywhere. And mm. and this one, like, it just, like, some of the designs felt like that a lot to me. Which I actually, like, looking at it now, I'm like, this is so weird, but, like, I really like these designs. I really like mm-hmm. the mood of this stuff, but it, it's so weird. And when I was a kid, I think it was kind of at the point this came out where I was kind of at the tail end of my GI Joe phase, which is why mm-hmm. I didn't see it uh, repeatedly throughout my life. Like I did see transformers, the movie repeatedly also the soundtrack helped mm-hmm. in that case. But uh, yeah, I think it was part of that like weirdness where I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> like this doesn't feel like the same to me. Right. Yeah. This one, like I, I, I could probably, do a one man show of this movie because I did watch it so much as a kid too. But yeah. I will concede that yeah, I mean I I did see for how, for however much I watched GI Joe the movie, I saw Transformers the movie a million times more. Yeah, you know. But you know, but that said, I mean, there's a lot in here that I really, really like enjoyed. Like I loved Nemesis Enforcer as a kid. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know why. I just like he's got wings in those spikes. Yeah. yeah. Something about those videos, like he was just, he was so like, when he showed up, I was like, oh no, like, how are you going to beat this guy? <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. He's like Andre the Giant. He's a million feet tall, but shredded. Like, <laughs> I guess on a diet of bugs or whatever it is <laughs> that they were eating under there, under the ice cap. Yeah. Not many snakes in a place called Cobra La, ironically. Mm-hmm. ironically <laughs> Mostly so. bugs and yeah. plants. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. I did see also that Cobra Law was just a placeholder in the script. Yeah. <laughs> for what? Did you see that? For what? No, for what? They don't know. They didn't they have, didn't have, have they a didn't, name for it yet. They didn't have a name. Oh. They, they didn't have a name for it. They put, so they put Cobra Law in with right. the, with the thought that they were going to just, they were going to go in. And when they thought of another cool name for it, that they would change it in there. Right. Like, yeah, we can't just do Shangri-La. And then, uh, right. Yeah. And no, then there apparently, you go. there you go. And then apparently, uh, Hasbro was like, no, 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 we like Cobra Law. That's cool. Yeah. Well, keep that. yeah, we can't call the snake pit or something. It's got to be something. Right. Well, it does let them yell Cobra la 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 a yeah, lot. Yeah, it does. Oh. Way too yeah. much. <laughs> Way too much. 
It got weird when Sir, uh, Sir Panzer was doing it. I was like, wow. I used to yeah. live for that moment. That's, a, that's what I'm like. He was like an instant convert, man, because he, yeah. he had never yeah, heard he about was. that place <laughs> yeah. until yeah. Like that, until day. Like that day. And then he was all in on it. He went yes. all in. But I love when those bug, sho- uh, bug soldiers from Coppola came out saying it. When they said it, it seemed cool. But every yeah. other time, <laughs> it's just like, no, no, <laughs> no. Not the right note. No, no. There's not a new one in the batch that I don't like of all of those. Chuckles, Law, Jinx, Big Lob, I like right. too. I mean, it was the one I was like, why didn't, why didn't he have a toy? This is dumb. He's no, great. Big, big Lob? Oh, I um, couldn't stand Big Lob. <laughs> really? All his basketball no! lines. Yes. He came in with a jersey. Liked, he came with a fitted. Oh, my that, God. I like that him and Tunnel Rat <laughs> seem like actually like buddies. I like the camaraderie. Just didn't mm-hmm. like the character. The character was too spot on. But <laughs> I do want I do want to jump in really quick. Yes. To Roadblock in his unit. Cause okay. it because looking what? back at Roadblock in his unit. That's some heavy hitters in that group. And they all like, got I taken out. I didn't remember out, like, the actual nothing. lineup. It's, yeah. I'm like, like, I forgot. I'm like, oh, man, Shipwreck's in there? And Lady yeah. J? And Quick Kick? And Snake Guys? And Snow Job? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a G.I. Joe <laughs> named Snow Job. The last, yeah. man, the last man standing was Snow Job. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But I'm like, that's some yes. heavy hitters. Yeah, they got taken out like nothing. I think that was to signify how powerful the opposition group mm-hmm. runs, at yeah. least. Yeah, because I was like, really? You, Snake Eyes is not even going to be in the movie? Because <laughs> right, yeah. right. I, I think what's name punches him once and he just drops. We never see yeah. Snake Eyes again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. It's probably to establish the threat and also leave room for the new ones to shine. Yes. yes. Right. The coolest thing he does in the whole movie is when he flips the trouble bubble and the guy falls out. Oh, the and, intro? Yeah. And he steals it in the, in the, in the Statue yes. of Liberty fight. Oh, Which, again, I can't, right. I can't harp yeah. on enough. Is so yep. freaking awesome. So good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I had forgotten. When we did, we did talk about the intro already, the extended theme song intro. That's mm-hmm. what I had forgotten was that it's like its own little short film in and of oh, itself. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Before you get mm-hmm. to the movie, it's just like uh, it's like its own little story. Yeah. Which I thought was fun. Yeah. It's like, you enjoy this? Just wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like this. It's a pretty strong roster of, of vehicles and men. I think they they give you a real strong look at everything that they um, Cobra and Jejo uses, even for a gr- uh, brief second. Mm-hmm. I love that intro. Love that intro. Everybody has jetpacks, too, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. All right. Any final thoughts on the movie before we start closing out? <laughs> no. <laughs> no 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 are you sure <sighs> yeah uh, i speak now for everyone my peace i hold my peace i'm good <laughs> I, okay i, I resent to 11 year old uh tommy who who loved the bit <laughs> i'm good. All right but like many things it did not hold up for you is what we'll assume no <laughs> no it didn't but oddly yeah but oddly if you want to see it you you can be the judge I know what I saw. I'm good. <laughs> Frank Clifton? My final thought is that it was even weirder than I remembered. Oh, extremely. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Wow. Extremely. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, how about you? Um, yeah, no, I just, again, I, I, I'm amazed at how much of it is packed in there, and then it's just like, no, we'll never see these characters again. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, not at all. 
That was my thing. It was just yeah. like, wow, this is so much effort and time put in. Like, again, you know, Nemesis Forcer, I, I, I agree with you. Like, there's a lot of, like, some cool stuff. But at the same time, it's like, I never felt like anything more than just to, like, we've got to fill, <laughs> we've got to fill time. Mm. Come up mm. with something else. So. <laughs> the only one I remember of, of the Sergeant Slaughter Renegades, the mm-hmm. three, right. that stuck around was Mercer. Okay. I remember. I remember later because, you know, um, I got into in a weird time when the intro changed for the cartoon and it wasn't the, you know, (laughs) it was a weird, like, got to get tough with like a rat bridge. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) With like, with like a guy singing like, with like like everything in his voice. (laughs) I love a good rap bridge. At that time. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, Mercer was like the only one that came back with like a redesign. Like he came back with like a beard. The other guys like like were were nowhere to be found. But they were like kind of on to something. I think with him, and I think it was I think it was the backstory, the fact that he was a defector. Also, yeah, mm-hmm. I think yes. it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's another sequence I think is really really cool. And they blow up the Terradrome. Oh yeah, yes. that is a fun one, a f- right? Yeah, a and they go in with no team, weapons. Yes. I'm like, that's yes. kind of cool. Like, yeah. They blow up the yeah. Terradrome. Mm-hmm. This is insane. Because Sergeant Slaughter's the best. <laughs> yeah, apparently, yes. Yeah, yeah. I imagine those other guys just washed out. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't do. They didn't do what they were supposed to do one day, and Sergeant Slaughter said, "All right, uh, uh, you guys." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm sure morale was down after Pythona. Did <laughs> you like the Sergeant Slaughter was just body slamming people in that whole oh, yeah. sequence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good bit. When he's like, this is for gung-ho alpine and bazooka. Yeah. <laughs> I love that bit. It's because I was nine when I saw yeah. it, but I still like I still I still get the feels. Yeah. It's a good bit. Yeah. All right. As always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on let me know how it is.com. Just please remember to like us and follow us on social media, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>